Hello, and welcome to the Oz Trade China podcast. My name is Dane Richmond, and I've recently arrived here in Shanghai as a trade commissioner for Oz Trade. I'm learning a lot about the market, and inspired by the Chinese idiom, a single conversation with a wise person is better than ten years of study. I thought it would be a shame to not record my journey and let you all share in my conversations with the wise. To join our conversation, please send any feedback, questions, or topic suggestions. To China Podcast at oztrade.gov.au. The goal here is to be relevant to you, responsive to you, and so please send us your thoughts. In this, our first episode, let's talk about startups. Being agile, productive, and innovative, startups were a great inspiration for this podcast. By administering the Australian Landing Pad program, Oztrade has started to work with startups around the world, helping them expand to new markets. Now, without further ado, please allow me to introduce our guest today, Mr. Daniel Jan, manager of Oztrade's Landing Pad here in Shanghai. Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So, could you please start by telling us a bit about yourself,、uh, your journey, and how you came to be here at Oztrade? Yeah, it's quite a journey. I started working for Oztrade、uh, last September the first. Four working days later,、uh, that is September the sixth. The landing pad in Shanghai was opened. So prior to joining Australia, I was working for Chinese Unicom's venture capital arm in Shanghai, creating their Center for International Entrepreneurship. So that is because that in Shanghai layer of their venture capital arm, they're doing early stage investment. That means they need a test bed for this kind of、uh, new fresh、uh, startups they invest in. Also, I was working with Telefonica and、uh, SK Telecom, both telcos, to create a. Cross-border incubation platform for the overseas startups to land expand into Spain, South Korea, and also China. Fascinating. And then from there, you came to be with us at Australia. So we're very lucky to have you.、Uh, thank you.、Uh, by the way,、uh, I'm also an entrepreneur once myself. I was、uh, doing a small localization company for the online gaming companies and、uh, tech platform. Uh, companies basically, you know, they have lots of jargons in their text and user interfaces. So basically, what I did is to、uh, convey the message accurately to the Chinese stakeholders and elsewhere in the world. And as you know,、uh, online gaming is very popular here in in China. <laughs> You yeah, see、exactly. it everywhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, it's the most lucrative business in China. So, see Tencent grow. Yeah, basically,、mm-hmm. a large portion of that is attributed to the online games. Oh, and I was actually working for an online gaming company before I started my own. That is called Shanda Games. It was then listed on Nasdaq. So I was doing the entrepreneurship program there, undertaking the CEO's initiative to create a platform to inspire the creativity and motivation of the employees, aka the gaming experts.、Mm, fascinating. So, what is the landing pad? Are we, you know. What are the goals? Who is it aimed at, and why should Australian companies participate? That's a brilliant question. The Australian Landing Pads program is a vital pillar to the national innovation and science agenda because we are the actual facility supporting Australian-founded, market-ready, and tech-relevant startups overseas. So, for for China market itself, the Landing Pads in Shanghai is a springboard to the vast. Dynamic and somewhat daunting market of China. To use a term used by startups, we provide an opportunity for test and error in the market. Test scenario. So they come, they learn by doing. They how long do they spend in the market? 
Yeah, it's a 90-day residency program. Like you said, they test their product offering here. If it works, good. If it doesn't work, good. Because we as government have mitigated their risks and costs for coming to this market and validate their business ideas. And I guess even if they discover that, say, China is not a market for them, they return to Australia with a, a far more mature product. They've had time to work on their business in a challenging and dynamic market, and they can only grow stronger from that. Exactly, and more than that,、uh, remember this is a global project, not a bilateral project. So basically, they still have four more landing pads to choose from, and、um, they are very popular actually.、Mm. When foreign startups、uh, come to China, what sort of adaptations do they need to make, and and why is China so different? Let me put it simple. If they don't adapt to the China market, they fail. <laughs> That's very, very direct. Yeah, but, exactly. But and, and, as I've observed in my time here, very, very true. Yeah, exactly. They, this may sound harsh, but it's it's true. Simply because China market is so different,、uh, I've observed that in three ways. One is that、uh, foreign startups or foreign companies need to be aware of that the China market has a totally different context to build your product or service upon. For example, China has been leapfrogging in the recent years from no one knows what internet is directly to the mobile era. So now we can see mobile wallet,、uh, mobile payment everywhere, and、uh, basically everyone and everything are connected by mobile internet. And we basically have a billion people using smartphones. And these numbers can go on and on, but basically, this is the idea. This is the context the startups and companies need to build their product offerings upon, and that, that's the first. So mobile is is number one. Exactly. So that is so far more important than just、uh, developing a mobile version or、mm. mobile app of these existing、uh, services. But basically, they need to adapt and embrace a mobile first strategy. Precisely, I think that's a great way to put it. Mobile first. I mean, here in in China, it's stunning to me how many different things you can do with your smartphone. You can just leave the house with just your phone yeah,、exactly. uh, for the entire day and be fine. I、uh, I wouldn't be investing in a wallet company at the moment because、yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. the phone is taking over. Yeah, exactly. And、uh, the second and third thing are basically about the user preference here. Take an app,、uh, for example, the two dominant apps, Alipay and WeChat. Basically, you can do money transfer. You can talk to friends. You can post to similar to timeline. You can read news, and you can do wealth management here. You can hire bicycles. Exactly. You can call uh, uh, ride sharing services. You can you can book plane tickets. Yeah,、um, you exactly. You can do you can anything you can think of doing that's a service here. You can pretty much do from the comfort of your own phone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they are comprehensive apps, and that's Chinese customers are used to. So, for example, in the Western society, we have an app for、uh, one single thing. But basically, they are not necessarily、uh, comprehensive apps. So they have a particular function.、Mm. And but in China, basically, the, an app. Needs to be very comprehensive to win the hearts of the consumers. I've observed that many people or many companies have misplaced their strength into the China market because they may be well suited or well equipped with technology, advanced technology. But when they come to China market, they decide to say, 
this is a huge consumer market. We want to step into the consumer and service area, mm. and that is not necessarily working in their way. They are actually stepping into a market so well known for its cost-efficient service delivering capability. Mm. And I think maybe, as you said, the 90-day landing pad program it's really one of the key things you see people who come through the landing pad experience is the service themselves and they get a great understanding. They start to use some of the applications we're talking about and they start to realize, oh, this is a completely different operating environment exactly. than what I'm used to. Um, so one of the the strengths of the landing pad is actually coming into the market uh, and seeing how how fast and how dynamic these services change and evolve to meet the needs of the consumer. Exactly. So based on your landing pad experience, what what's if we could boil this down, like what single piece of advice would you give to Australian companies who are considering coming to China? Um, I think the basic word is preparation. People need to be better informed, then better localized, and then be better prepared for this market. So we've seen many cases, like uh, companies coming to China without a Chinese trademark, without a Chinese company name or product name or slogan or brochure or basically uh, they still need to figure it out in the China market. It's too late by that stage, right? Yeah, exactly. Is it, you know, if you're if you're going to start your China strategy when you sit on the airplane, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a bit late. So, so your advice is, okay, let's say for example, I'm an Australian company, I'm coming to China, I, I'm going to participate in the landing pad, you know, six months out i need to start to get my ducks in a row mm. for my china strategy so i need to be thinking about what's my ip and trademark strategy what part of the market am i trying to service uh, where are my opportunities do some research before you get on the plane so that when you do arrive and that clock starts ticking and, and 90 days sounds like a long time but it's really not that you're ready to hit the ground running exactly yeah yeah can you please share with us an interesting story or like a case study about an, a landing pad alumni? So there is an online English language learning company that is called Language Away. Founder is Mr. Pawan Lawani. So instead of following the mainstream of coming to Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, these major mega cities, uh, when he first landed in China prior to the landing pad experience, uh, he chose to go to Sichuan province. Mm-hmm. So it's a southwestern province of China, uh, but instead of going to Chengdu, the capital city of this province, uh, he chose to go to some lower tier cities, um, but of course uh, vastly populated. He actually found many unmet needs there and discovered that they can actually afford this kind of service. They can afford it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, basically he stepped out of his comfort zone and um, doing the business there, he noticed the tiny little differences between different cities. So, um, for example, he's doing English language learning and he's working with cram schools or training camps. Mm. So that means they are uh, extracurricular. Yep. Uh, the time kids get out of school actually are huge matter to the length and the, the way of the courses are implemented and delivered. Mm. So basically he noticed that he adapted his services and curriculum to these kind of differences and were well received. They were real received, yeah. Before you come to China, you have these notions about your service and, and the market and how those two will intersect. And then once you arrive here, you realize that 
you need to probably make some adjustments. Exactly. Uh, and getting out into the market, as you said, getting out into Sichuan, the opportunities are there. It's mm. just finding them and being flexible enough to to realize those opportunities. Exactly. Not necessarily the whole idea, but the main idea of coming to China, a, a densely populated country, is that you want to engage with your many customers here. And if they don't engage with you, or if they don't buy your products, then what's the point of coming? That's the first point. The second point is that as a foreign company coming to China, you're somewhat uh, fighting your own corners. So uh, instead of trying to tap into this market directly, uh, we actually recommend you to think about the possibility of working with some partners in China on the ground because they know the user preferences in and out and they can help you guide through this maze-like market and acquire the right customers for you. Mm. So it's that maybe going back to the preparation we talked about, having an understanding in your own mind before you come to China, what sort of partners you'd like to work with, what sort of companies uh, you're seeking to cooperate with. And then Austrade obviously can play a role in, in helping to identify some of those partners and and and, and ensure that yet yeah, you aren't alone on, in this journey. You, you know, you have Austrade support and with the local partners, you have a, an ally there that can be crucial to, to your success here in, in, as you said, this market that has huge potential, but isn't necessarily a straightforward journey to realize that potential. Exactly. So it all sounds fascinating. And, and if I was a startup company and I had a product that I thought would work in China, the landing pad would be obviously the natural place I would go to. So what's next for the landing pad and how can people participate? The standard offering of the landing pad program is the 90 day residency program. So uh, we offer layers of service built into that and um, uh, it's entirely for free. We don't take equity uh, uh, and we don't charge, but of course you need to bear your own uh, personal cost and business. So that's cost. travel, accommodation. Uh, accommodation, food, and all the normal costs that you would have living here in Shanghai. Exactly. But the actual program itself is free for yeah. those that get through the application process. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, exactly, for nine days. Beyond that, we have identified that there are floating hesitation around going to China or making a huge commitment of 90 days uh, straight away. Mm -hmm. So basically, we've decided to do some shorter-term delegations uh, to give people a teaser about the China market and about the landing pad experience. So a pilot program we're going to do is in September, there will be an Australian blockchain mission coming to China and we're offering an optional China bootcamp course for them. Okay, uh, so how long would that be for? It would be only in two or three days. Okay, and in so, so in the same way that we recommend that companies coming to China adapt to their customers, the landing pad is doing the same it's listening to what the customers are saying. Exactly. And it's adapting its offering accordingly. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're also developing some kind of uh, info sessions or info kits for stakeholders and uh, prospective applicants to use. Excellent. Mm. Well, there you have it. Episode one of Austrade China podcast. We have a lot to work on clearly, but with your help, I'm sure we can turn this into something great. Again, China podcast at austrade.gov.au for your thoughts and suggestions. And also australiaunlimited.com forward slash landing pad. Zai Jian. <laughs>